And welcome to Or Whatever Movies. I am your co-host, Iris, and I am here with my older brother, Wesley. <laughs> and today we are talking about a movie that has a very confusing title, titles, Leon the Professional. Yep. As confusing as my accent, Wesley. The, you, wh- <laughs> that was like more I, Russian, John Wick, Russian mobster. I'm. That was kind of nondescript, like made up Gary Oldman accent. Uh, so I thought you were going to say the, the Tom Hardy pan Euro accent. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, Tom Hardy has the pan American accent. Oh, right. And Gary Oldman has the pan Euro accent. Like he's not pretending to be North American in this movie. 100%. Stansfield is not North American. No. Yeah. Stansfield is not from New York. Absolutely. What? Gary Oldman is a British dude and he takes cues from different people in the early 90s. Gary Oldman was, in my humble opinion, the epitome of cool. I believed he was the greatest actor on the planet, and that may not be far from the truth, although he doesn't wow me the way he did back then. He had Dracula, and he had Stansfield in The Professional, as it was known then, and he had Drexel Spivey in True Romance. And for Spivey in particular, he was a white guy with dreadlocks who wants to be a black guy. And the legend has it, he went out on the streets and talked to some black kids on the street and said, hey, so how would my character say this line? How would he talk? And they're like, oh, you should say stuff like, like Bressis. And so he went and did it. And so that Drexel Spivey's black voice or black manner of speaking is the strangest character you'll ever see coming from Gary Oldman. And he's like, yeah, these kids (laughs) sent me on a weird, like totally the wrong path. And it's embarrassing but 35 years ago, it was hella cool. So in the 90s, uh, Luc Besson came up with his film, Leon, starring Jean Reno, who was French. And Luc Besson is French, but he was playing an Italian hitman. Now, Jean Reno had played an Italian scuba diver in Jean Reno's The Big Blue, which was his first English language movie. But I'm not sure that either of them knew what Italian sounded like. And to my ears, to my 16-year-old ears in 1994, I didn't know either. I couldn't tell the difference between Leon's Italian delivery and French delivery. I don't even know if he had an Italian accent or was affecting any kind of alternate accent. Can you tell? I assumed that he was French in The Professional. (laughs) Until they said... It was the Italian hitman. The same Italian hitman. And even the way that Stansfield said, the same Italian hitman was very strange. So this movie is a weird jumble, an amalgamation of French people who were making a movie with French people and a European cast 
in American about Americans and specifically Italian Americans. And Luc Besson is no stranger to hitman movies. I guess he had done this before because he had La Femme Nikita, which was definitely in French. And Leon and, and the actor Jean Reno played a hitman character whose name was Victor who came and cleaned up after one of the mishaps with the uh, the main character in that movie. So on the strength of that, Luc Besson wrote an entire movie around Jean Reno's character, a different character, and hand presented to him as Leon and said he wanted him to star in this movie. And it's cool, and it's got the guns, and it seems to have all the pieces, but as an adult now, it rings very strange to me. Like, they were like... It will be good. You know, we make a Hitman movie. We will set it in New York and you kill lots of people. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. How do you say bang, bang in French? Bang, 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 bang. Actually, I think that's more Tom Segura. That was very Tom Segura, actually. So it's French people playing Italian people. Now, French people making a movie about an Italian, about a French dude playing an Italian dude in New York with other New York people played by English people. I'm a French dude playing an American dude playing an Italian dude. <laughs> What's that from? That's Tropic Thunder. Was Gary Oldman blackface in True Romance? Well, no, he was. They made fun of the fact, like, is, he, is Drexel a black guy? And, and Patricia Arquette says, well, no, he wishes he was, or he wants to, he thinks he is. He wants to be. Oh, he's a wannabe black dude. Yeah. It was meant to be non-PC, but Gary Oldman in that particular movie, in the opening scene, is acting against, like, four black dudes, and not one of them opened their mouth and was like, maybe a little try something a little different. Whereas Natalie Portman didn't ring untrue to my ears when I was 16 and she was like 11, but it feels strange now. But she is, this was her very first role. I feel like she was like pre-Dakota Fanning and Gary Oldman was like pre-Sam Rockwell. <laughs> That's pretty good. Don't you think? I mean, it's a good comparison that I hadn't considered until now. She is just on the edge of being a little over the top for a kid character. And this is a very delicate balance. So furthering the complication of the international cast in Leon, the professional, is the title itself. In that, Luc Besson's movie, Leon, had some of the more controversial elements cut out of the movie for its American release, whereby it was titled The Professional, and that's the only title that I ever knew for years and years. I got a hold of the international cut DVD, and I hadn't seen it more than once, maybe twice, in the decade plus that I've owned it, I think it's referred to as the extended cut. You know, it was toned down and renamed. I, maybe they wanted to distance it from the kind of sensual themes of a movie that flies way better in Europe than it does here. Kind of? You mean the overt sexual tension that Matilda brings to every scene? Okay, but Matilda as a kid is not responsible. Who should be responsible in this role is the Leon character. And Jean Reno was aware of what he was up against. And so he decided to play Leon as decidedly slow. A consummate professional in what he does, but he doesn't take advantage of Matilda because his Leon character could not conceive of a romantic or physical relationship with Matilda. Maybe not with anybody. Maybe. Really. He seemed pretty idiot savanti in that he was, yeah, a professional cleaner, but pretty stunted in terms of the relational. Right. And as such, she is in control, so it's not, a, it doesn't have as much of a creeper factor. But also, kids kind of do that. She is pubertized and all that stuff. So that's not, I don't think, unlike what it means for a young girl to be maturing 
and looking about for what it means to be in love and sex and all that stuff. And he just, she hits a wall, basically. But she finds, they find a kinship and the paternal relationship. So is it creepy if the girl is doing what's natural and she bounces off the guy who doesn't yield at all? It's 100% creepy when the adult dude is the predator. Of course. And I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of creepy what she does to him. But she's somewhat less accountable because she's a kid. That's my point. You know, I had this really weird instance where... I was at Merrick's near the beach in Santa Monica. Do you know the place? Remember the place we went to after? Yeah, Merrick is a place where they're uh, trying to genetically engineer immortality. You, is that an old guard reference? That's a really old guard reference. <laughs> Merrick's is this Taco Tuesday place. Oh, that Merrick. And I went to the restroom, and there was this young girl, probably around 12 or 13, like maybe Matilda age. And she was like, can I have some money? And I was like, oh, are you all right? She's like, I just want to get some money to buy some food. And I was like, oh, I mean, can I get you some food? I'll go back to the restaurant and order you something. And she was like, mm, no, I'm on my own. And my parents abused me. And she like started going into this really weird story. And I was like starting to get kind of creeped out by her. Like it was a sad story, but there was something just off and manipulative about it. And I was like, listen, if I can help you out with some food, like find me in the restaurant. I'm just in the back corner. And she was like, oh, okay. And then she kind of like slunk away like she was hanging out in the bathroom. And I was like, that was weird. <laughs> and I went back in the restaurant and finished my meal. And then when I left, I full on saw her in a booth with a family eating dinner, like her family. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. For our uh, Heartland listeners and people who think turning away a child is cruel, in L.A. and the L.A. adjacent areas where we live, we're scammed almost every time we go outside and interact with the public outside a professional setting, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. Like when you gave that chick gas money. I've given many chicks and many other people gas money only to have them. And, you know, so I've been accosted in bookstore parking lots where the guy says he's broken down. He only needs five more dollars to get home. And then I go to get gas myself thinking that's probably a good idea. I should get gas. And then he accosts me again, not recognizing me inside my car and gives me the same spiel and asks for the same five dollars. Mm. It's a wicked world that we live in. It's true. But the point is, Matilda is resourceful once she's forced out of her family. What's your point? What is my point? Yeah. That it is creepy, regardless if it's an adult or a kid. Oh. The kids are just a little less accountable because they're kids. So let's bring in the adult creepiness. The additional ick factor for Leon the professional is Luc Besson is known for his romance with a younger girl. And when I say younger, I mean really young. The hooker that is with the fat man in the beginning and I say that because he's credited as Fat Man, is played by an actress named Mai Wen, and she was romantically involved with Luc Besson, the director, when she was as young as 13, I believe, and he was in his early 30s, I think, at the time. Uh, he went on to direct The Fifth Element. By that time, she at 16, she had already had their baby, and then he left her, Mai Wen, for his Fifth Element star, Mila Jovovich. And so she, Maiwen, considers Leon, the professional, her story about her romance with an adult male authority figure, I guess. Parental figure. Daddy. <laughs> oh, God. So that's icky. Oh, yeah. 
they got married in 93 and it doesn't say how long they were married, but they had a kid. You're right. So they were married at the time of the professional. And so already it's kind of gross that she was a hooker to that other guy, which should have been creepy. Only in Europe, man. And then he played, she as the director's wife, played a hooker who was hooking up with the dude in his movie? Yeah, who and she was underage. Now, there was no contact or anything, but still, there's some ick factor there. We should get to the murdering in this movie, which is far less controversial. (laughs) Ironically. Yeah, uh, well, having come off our John Wick review, I think we're pretty well equipped to talk about men of singular focus. Yeah, this is our companion piece to John Wick, our Patreon exclusive. This is our Hitman-themed double feature. (laughs) So, as with John Wick, and we talked about the likability of Keanu Reeves, I really like the Leon character. Um, His sort of haplessness and wide-eyed staring at this girl who comes into his life like a tornado, and he's just trying to do the right thing until he has to go out for work where he does the wrong thing, which is also the right thing, because that's what Matilda wants to be right i like his character i think that he is sweet and endearing if a man of few words he is all of those things endearing and cute and trying to do right by matilda trying to do the right thing but really out of his league in terms of being able to handle her and yeah she wants to be a cleaner but i think that she just is looking to survive She's looking to survive, yes. He doesn't want his routine interrupted. He lives as simple a life as possible, I think, given his circumstance. He gets jobs from Tony, who takes care of him or gives him his assignments. I don't think he ever sees the money. He gets what he needs from Tony, but the rest of it is in Tony's head. So Matilda coming in really disrupts his simple, careful, safe life. Relatively safe. Whereas Stansfield was the opposite of that. Scary and... Chaotic, erratic. Unpredictable. Sweaty. And he comes in to the movie like a tornado in poor Matilda's dad's life, who's not poor because he's dumb and should have seen that coming. But Stansfield, aside from the accent, is such a bizarre character. He's a crazy madman and a drug dealer in a khaki suit or whatever and comes back and blows everybody up and then he says, tell them you are doing our job and you're like whoa i looked at kelly and she looked at me and she's like what is happening naturally he's dea and the fact that he can just totally disregard the follow-up procedures where they're investigating his conduct well he was all higher up he didn't have time for that ain't nobody got time yeah (laughs) i don't have time for this mickey mouse bullshit very strange accent it, like John Wick, it's a fairly simple story. Simple guy who has this unknown, this X factor enter his life and change stuff around. He decides that he will ultimately love her and protect her and so sets out to hurt the people who hurt her. He has no compunctions because he's a hitman, but he's a moral. He's a hitman with a heart of gold. And so he sets about methodically killing, all the while trying to dodge Matilda's advances. Also trying to clean up the mess that Matilda makes. I mean, she gets Leon into the hot water that he finds himself. Is it hot soapy water? That ultimately leads to his demise. Where does the soap come from? He's a cleaner. And you used a hot water metaphor. (sighs) It was a stretch. Sorry. Basically, he's cleaning up her mess. Trying to, all the while getting himself deeper and deeper into said mess. 
But this is what all of his training and preparation and keeping fit was meant for, the day where he has to throw down. Leon sees her as a human being and as something worth protecting and taking care of. And Tony? Danny Aiello. Aiello. He's the dude from um, Do the Right Thing. Yes. The other Italian restaurant owning dude. And unfortunately, he just passed away about a year ago. With all these people who were like shoehorned into characters, he was the epitome of Italian New Yorker. Yep. But I think he gave Matilda $100 and was like, I don't want to see you until next month. Don't let me see you in here until next month. Right. And I get this is the 90s, but 100 bucks. I mean, even she knows that that's nothing. Yeah. And it's certainly not going to pay the tuition. <laughs> this was a gritty New York hitman story that was pretty fanciful. It's supposed to feel real, but I don't think it really does. Uh, and the fact that he can dispose of the fat man's whole crew and be in different places at once and all of a sudden leap up from the stairwell or magically appear behind the fat dude in the shadows. And just he was a larger than life, almost otherworldly hitman when he was doing his job, whereas he was a goofy, lovable guy in his personal life. Uh, it's pretty funny. Janet Maslin of the New York Times pointed out that the Leon plant was a Chinese evergreen plant, apparently. And Janet Maslin, in her 94 review, was like, yeah, that plant's going to die with the very first winter frost. <laughs> she called the ending of this movie Misguided Poetry. This is like one of your, fa one of your favorite movies, and you're going to call it Misguided Poetry? In 1994, this was one of my favorite movies. I thought everyone in it was awesome. And it's one of those movies that I grew up with that I feel this strange need to defend. But Kelly was like, that was pretty cringy the whole way through. And I didn't really have a defense for it. It was the coolness of the 90s, and it felt like an international movie of a type that I hadn't seen before. I could feel that it wasn't quite the American movie action movies that I was accustomed to. It had, it well, had spice. It? it had flavor. Wasn't it supposed to be cringy? Whether it's the... Lolita-esque sexual tension or the hitman murders or the super creepy off-putting DEA slash drug dealing agent? I guess so. Is that why we're drawn to these kinds of movies? Because of themes that we can't explore that's taboo that we can't explore on our own? Because I'll tell you what I do remember. What I do remember is after that, there was online when the internet was a, a new thing, but apparently not a different thing than it is now. There was a countdown clock counting down the days, the minutes, the seconds until Natalie Portman turned 18 years old and was thus legal to do Ooh. whatever. See, that's creepy, right? And that creepiness reflects the general opinion, whereas that even though she was young, she was obviously a really pretty kid, right? But she was sexualized from the start. I think she did say later that she felt objectified in a way in this movie or handled in a slightly creepy way, which doesn't surprise me at all because Luc Besson apparently is kind of a creeper. I think they did the same thing for the Olsen twins. Ew. And they being the internets. Ha have they turned 18 yet? <laughs> uh, yes, quite some time ago. They're like they're like fashion moguls. So maybe for this movie, there was no way. I mean, what kind of future could they have as she was getting more mature? I don't know that she was going to let up and be like, oh, you're my daddy now. It was necessary because we couldn't kill Matilda. It was necessary, spoiler, for Leon to die. Certainly for Stansfield to die. So I feel like this ending, while it was wild and kind of clever, I don't think that Leon could have lived 
And it's all the more heartbreaking because Matilda comes in and disrupts his life so thoroughly. But that life kind of wasn't going anywhere, right? He didn't have roots. He didn't love anybody. He didn't do anything other than kill people for money. He was sad, and that's what that whole montage was meant to communicate, right? That he lived a very lonely life until Matilda came and turned it upside down. An awful lot of carnage and bodies to get Matilda back on the straight and narrow. She needed her whole family and half of the DEA force to die before she would go back to school. Well, she just had nowhere else to go, but she's not going to last there for nope. long. And so it seemed inevitable that they would make the sequel to The Professional. And Luke Besson actually wrote the Matilda script, and he wanted to get it made. I'm not sure if Natalie Portman would have been in it, but the company that owned the rights to Leon, The Professional, whatever you want to call it, was holding on tight. And he had left that company by that point. So he turned his Matilda script into a different female assassin movie called Columbiana. And in that role, the female assassin role was played by Zoe Saldana. And so in a way, if you want to see a sequel to The Professional, to Leon, then that's the one. That's as close as we're ever going to get. Both Natalie Portman and Gary Oldman have won Oscars. Jean Reno is still French and apparently totally forgot how to handle a gun in Duff Five Bloods. But uh, you couldn't get these people back together. Um, whenever I think of movies and about scene-chewing actors, nobody is chewier in all of Hollywood history, in my humble opinion, than Gary Oldman as Stansfield. He's just so crazy and over-the-top. Nothing at all like the restraint that Jean Reno shows as his Leon character. I think uh, Natalie Portman was fine in her first role for what it was. She didn't muck up the movie, but she was, she was no Dakota Fanning. But uh, how did you feel seeing this movie? I loved it. It all jibed with you? Nothing was off? No, I thought that this was wrong in all the right places. And coming at it for what I think is the first time, I really enjoyed it. I thought it held up. Did it feel grody? It felt grody in the, in the right way. <laughs> so Iris gives The Professional a good review. And Wesley gives The Professional an all right review. Wesley gives Leon, the international cut, a begrudging all right review because it definitely was one of my favorite movies 25 years ago. But that was The Professional. Leon is a totally different animal. I don't know if it's a, my American sensibilities because I maintain that the Matilda character was the aggressor in all matters sexy time and Leon was not. But still, there's way more ick in the international version, uh, it, it may be a different kind of movie. So Iris gives The Professional a good. Wesley gives Leon an all right, I guess. Yeah, it was it was all right. It's still cool in some ways. And I love watching Gary Oldman as off the wall crazy as he can be. I think he's settled down into his middle age. Oh yeah, he definitely plays with some major restraint these days. Yeah, uh, in the 80s, he played Sid in Sid and Nancy also filmed in the Chelsea Hotel, where Matilda's apartment was. And uh, really crazy. And Oswald. Yep, uh, Oswald. So Gary Oldman played Oswald in JFK. Natalie Portman went on to play Jackie Kennedy in Jackie. And Danny Aiello played Jack Ruby in Ruby. Is that supposed to be the Twilight Zone theme? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, there you got it. That's our review on The Professional or Leon. Leon if you're if you're coming at it from Wes's perspective, 818-835-0473. Have you seen The Professional? If not, watch it. Maybe also see Leon instead. The Professional's widely available. 
And then if you're a dork, you can find Leon or whatever movies at gmail.com. How do our listeners support us, Wes? Patreon and subscribing and liking and sharing, caring, loving, kind words. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. I hope you enjoyed this review of Leon the Professional. Thank you to our Patreon patrons. We'll see you next time. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid.